Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert. In this podcast, we explore the intersection between education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another episode coming up next. Hey, everybody, Erin Albert. It is Friday, January 21st, 2022. Up next, our 15th of 22 tips on the 22 ways to have an awesome new year in 2022. Listen in for tip number 15 today. Okay, tip number 15. Today we're going to talk about updating your bio and or your media kit. Now, not everybody out there necessarily has a bio and or media kit, but I think you need one in this day and age, no matter what it is that you're doing, because regardless, you might be asked to give a talk and somebody needs to introduce you. So you need a 100 word bio. Sometimes you are doing something else where somebody needs to read your background very quickly. Maybe you come up with a one page bio or a media kit. These are the documents that we want you to update today. So I'm going to walk you through the process that I use on an annual basis to clean both of these documents up for me. And I'll admit that I've not always had a media kit. I've kind of gone back and forth year after year about whether or not to have one. But I did update and start one again in 2022. I'll share with you today in show notes my own link to my bio and my media kit so you can get an example. But I would argue that you want to go out and find the rock stars, the people that you admire, and look to see if you can find their bios and their media kits so you can get an idea of different formats out there that you can use and then build your own. Okay, let's recap a little bit on the pieces that you're going to need in order to update a bio and a media kit. I think it's really important for you to look at your resume and or your CV as the two documents to help build your bio and or your media kit. I want you to go back and look at your LinkedIn profile. Maybe you want to even turn that into a resume and hopefully you know how to do that on your LinkedIn profile. If not, I will put that in show notes as well. It's just a few clicks of a button and LinkedIn now will actually automatically create a resume for you based upon what's in your LinkedIn profile. Also, you want to consider if you have any media outlets that you regularly write, publish, speak at, or podcast through. I know a lot of pharmacists now have, for example, their own podcasts, which is awesome, but you need to think about how you're going to integrate that into your bio and or a media kit. Media kits tend to be for companies. So if you publish or write on the side like me and have your own company just for publishing, as an example, you may want to develop a one-page media kit so when you're quoted in the press or uh, you have an opportunity for you know having a guest on your podcast, you can hand over this media kit so they can understand very quickly who you are and who you serve through whatever channel it is that you have through your company. So on the bio front, let's bounce back to that. 
I have a personal one-page bio with one headshot on my full-page bio, and then I have a 100-word bio as well. Last but not least, I have a bio as a coach because my coaching clients want to see a different side of me that maybe employers and or the media would not want to see for me. So I have and host all of this on my own website. So if you go to AaronAlbert.com or I use the platform about.me and I just drive people to that or through that URL of AaronAlbert.com, you can click on bio and see my various bios. The first full page bio, again, limit it to one page, update it for the new year. Maybe things that you were doing in 2021, you're no longer doing in 2022, or you're wanting to focus based upon your goals that you wrote back in episode 12, things that you want to work on for the new year to try to attract that into your life. So it's a good time right now, especially if you just updated your CV and or your resume to go do this again with your bio and or your media kit. So bios tend to be required for any time, for example, you're submitting for a peer-reviewed association meeting to speak or a journal article. They often ask, either for a full page bio, which is rare, that's more for speaking gigs, but a 100 word or 250 word bio for more of these um, places where you're submitting an abstract or a talk potentially. So you want to just have those canned and ready to go for the new year in case you're asked to submit an abstract for a meeting coming up as an example. So it's good to have the full page bio a 100 word bio, and in my opinion, a 250 word bio too. I don't have that 251 published online, but I think it's good to have a variety of those bios. If you get asked very quickly for your bio, you can just copy and paste them. Now, what goes into a media kit? Well, media kits, again, are based upon your company involvement with your own enterprise, for example. So I know a lot of podcasters that have their own media kits. Authors tend to have their own media kits as well. I actually put together a one-page media kit myself for 2022 this year just because I've been asked several times about, you know, the podcast and who I serve through that, this audience. I know y'all know y'all, <laughs> but a lot of people that are advertisers pretend, potentially may not know who the audience of the edutainer is. So the media kit's purpose is really to describe the tribes by which I communicate with through this podcast as an example and my books. So a media kit can be different. It could, for example, if you're creating one for a podcast, you want to describe your audience. You'll want to describe how many people you have downloading your podcast over a certain period of time. You want to talk about the demographics of your audience as an example. If you are a public speaker, you want to share the topics that you speak on through a media kit or your audiences that you've served in the past any kind of testimonials in either situation would be good for your media kit. And really the best way to go about creating your own media kit is to truly just go out to the internet and see what other people are doing that you admire. And, you know, ideas are not copyright protectable. 
people steal and reapply ideas all the time. Now, I'm not saying plagiarize, but I'm saying you could use a very similar template to what it is that you really like out there from people that you admire and then put in your own content. So that's my best advice for coming up with a media kit. And like I said, some years I've had one, some years I haven't. This year I decided to put one together simply because I kept getting asked about specifics, particularly around this podcast. So I just wanted to have a media kit ready to go in case somebody asked or a potential advertiser asked for uh, demographics and information. So there you go. Create or update your bio and your media kit. On the bio front, you will probably want to have a full-page bio with a headshot. You'll probably want to have a 100-word bio and or a 250-word bio. On the media kit side, creativity is really your only limit there. I would suggest that you go out and look at other people that you admire that are doing cool things, see if they have a media kit, and then try to copy, not word for word, (laughs) their media kit, but the ideas and the concepts and the layout of their media kit. This is something that I've kind of done... I try to do it more frequently than once a year, but at the end of the year, I really try to pay a lot of attention to it just to clean out the old and bring in the new and uh, reset what it is that I'm doing. Even with, even if you don't change a job, for example, maybe your nonprofit associations change over the year. And so it's really important to keep those up to date as well so people can find you if you have a common interest. So there you go. Tip number 15. We have one week left and two additional days left. We have seven more tips. So hold on with me. Again, you don't need to go through all the tips. I'm just giving you a whole range of opportunities and you can pick and choose which ones you want to try or you just leave on the cart and let it go by. It's all good either way. But I hope you're finding something helpful out of this series. It's been a lot of fun to put together. All right, I'll be back next week. Until then. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Edutainer, Season 6. I'm Erin Albert. You can follow me over at LinkedIn, or you can find me at my website, erinalbert.com. Or, of course, I'm always listening over at Twitter, at Erin L. Albert. Or you can find me on the gram, at Erin Albert. Also, if you love and want to support this podcast, please go over to patreon.com slash the edutainer. You can sign up as a super fan and get my behind the counter blog, supplemental materials from the edutainer podcast, all the way through to my own op eds on different topics within healthcare, pharmacy practice, education, entertainment. If you truly want the behind the curtain scenes on more content around this tiny little slice of podcasting in the universe, head on over to patreon.com slash the edutainer. And thanks in advance for supporting.